What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're in the Fight Club, dissecting UFC 283, recapping Tech Zero versus Hill. This card was hella lit. Go down, drop your comments on this card. Drop some if you if you had a big bet, tell us what you won. But as always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick on when I'm conscious and I'm joined by. You already know, man. It's your boy Kev. Water points, your boy. AKA the Street Fight Enthusiast, man. And UFC 283 was lit. Paul. The early prelims. They had me watching the early prelims. That's how you know this shit was jumping. I don't mean tune into the main card on time, most parts. <laughs> yeah, for Brazil, though, when they put the fucking belt on the Jesus statue, you knew yeah. it was going to be something good. Gangster. But that was probably the biggest, that was the wrong promotion shit ever. But even though we went, we went all the way to Brazil, it was fucking lit. The fights were crazy. What the fuck was wrong with the crowd, Paul? Oh, this is Brazil. Kobe said it best. <laughs> Kobe coming to that event. Brazil, you're dope. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Before we just got canceled. All right, jumps. No, nah, I'm playing. <laughs> no, nah, but, but for real though, like they show they ass, bro. Like y'all already are known. They apparently they're known for when people make their walkouts for grabbing fighters they don't fuck with and shit like that. Just you know, uh, booing. They uh, booed Junior Dos Santos because he was getting his ass beat against Kane Vasquez, even though J- JDS was kind of you know kind of done at that moment Kane was taking over and he was getting booed by his own home crowd like uh and, and like it's just little shit like that where no one no one really fucks with Brazil's crowd and Glover retiring and they they weren't even there it was an empty arena when he retired that was disgraceful fucking throwing shit at Moreno fucking it's just shit and there wasn't even real beef between him and Figgy like it was yeah, there was some beef leading up to it because you got to fight the guy again. But these two, these two guys have always shown utmost respect to each other after fight. So that that was disgraceful to me. It was, it was just a long night, that shit. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going back to Brazil for a while. Maybe I'll forget about that shit first. Yeah, they left a bad taste in, they, in uh, UFC and our mouse's fans because all over Twitter has been the talk of the thing. Even MMA on point, shout out, they podcast uh, uh, t- YouTube page. They they literally you know they recap every episode just like us. They title their shit is Brazil the worst crowd in UFC and uh, oh. <laughs> like instead of doing the normal title that's how bad it was. No, yeah. and they barely even got loud for Gilbert Burns. I was like, damn, that's your that's your hitter. It was empty for the most part. Uh, most part. Shout out comedian Romeo Mac on on the live stream pointed that out the whole time. I'm saying, you gotta be careful saying that out loud. That boy's gonna text you. I told you. <laughs> no, that's true. And oh, quick, while we're shouting out, shout out, uh, uh, uh what is it, uh, Bourbon and Bud po- MMA podcast. They were they made it for the live stream as well. They are new podcast um on YouTube as well. Go get them a follow. They also dropped their recap. But with my dog Mad Max, my nigga Mad, he called Jamal Hill from the jump. <laughs> Definitely did. He, we, we was on the wrong side of that. I can't even say a coin because that was not a 50-50. <laughs> but so let- tell me about, what fight do you want to talk first? We got to start with Isamel Bonfum versus Terrence McKinney. We we did, <laughs> we were all on t- – like I told you, Terrence McKinney's the future. Oh, yeah, watch out for him. Or, like he does this, that. But the Bonfum brothers are legit. I had I had learned a little bit more. I saw their names on the card, both Bonfum. I had thought to myself, are they brothers? 
and they're both from Brazil, representing Brazil. I, was, I do not want to bet against these. If they are brothers, I do not want to bet against Brazil's tag team duo right here. Like, this could be Brazil's Hardy Boys. And then, okay. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I, I already put the bet in. The bet was already made. And then someone told me, yeah, they brothers. And they raw as fuck. I was like, God damn. <laughs> I, got, I, I got trapped into the Terrence McKinney hype train. Didn't know. I didn't open my eyes. I wasn't checking my rearview mirror to see bomb films. The fact that he could just throw his ass off of him, oh, the laughing at him, like, oh, it's a fucking fool. Then the elbow, he kept crashing him with his elbow over and over again. And then the the standing knee, and he said he trained that. He knew there was going to be an opening, waited for the second round to do it, hit him with it, put his, put his hands up, walked off. I was like, oh. <laughs> like what? I had to drop that. I dropped that meme. I was that Jack meme. was like, I apologize. I was not familiar with your game. Facts. The boy, that boy did that shit. So I haven't seen that video at least a hundred times on Twitter. I'm not gonna lie. And the fact that Terrence McKinney was tweeting like in the locker room before the fight, it was just like that was the definition of trigger fingers turning Twitter finger. And it's like, damn. Don't get me wrong. It's the sport. It happens. You're gonna bounce back. There's, there's more fights in the horizon. But damn, that's that was not the best way to start the year. I also said that they, this will not be the year of Terrence McKinney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then our next one we're gonna jump to. I mean, this prospect showed out: Jelton Almeida versus Shamil Abdurmakinov, legend. I know I probably butchered his name, but he is a UFC, not UFC legend, but his MMA legend. He's been in the sport for a long time. Jelton Almeida, though, next coming. Well, he is the lean, mean machine. <laughs> the way he's built, like, he's the Anthony Joshua built motherfucker of UFC. Because <laughs> that heavyweight, but he's that perfect, like, 220, like, pure muscle. Like, he's not, he's not, like, slop. Like, he could really, because people have always been talking, there should be an in-between between light heavyweight and heavyweight. There should be for those lean fighters like Almeida, but like he's that perfect definition of like he if he could if he wanted to cut weight he probably could go down light heavyweight but he puts on all that muscle and he's he's up there a heavyweight he fucking grow up just wow left i thought the rep wasn't gonna stop but i was like this ref ain't shit controlled him too because shamil's like big game is ground you don't want to go to the ground with him heavyweight yeah, seven. Oh, he's one of them Dagestan, not Dagestan. He's he's from that side of the world. You know, their their ground game's second to none. In his prime, he was a problem. But Jonathan, I mean, I can't. They're saying like he might get fast tracked as a lookout. Like he's he's the next. Remember how Sergey Pavlovich was in the same boat as he was last year to start the year. He could be in Sergey's boat ending the year, like on the top ten. I believe it. He's a problem and. The heavyweight division just lost the hitter, so they they're gonna look into um find ways to make this um division back lit. They got rid of uh, Francis and they uh Tom Aspinall's hurt, so like they need they need to start filling in some ranks. Mm-hmm. Then we have Gabriel Bonfum took forty nine seconds locked in the guillotine choke, uh, like as another effortless master like the Bonfam brothers are fucking legit UFC like they just got they just tapped into the Brazil market again they got these two young hitters it looks like they just put the whole league on brothers young brothers right there is a fucking problem 
they look like they might like an Ilya to Ilya Taporia type run this year. Like them boys are fucking issues. People were saying put uh Isabel the one knocked out McKinney. Him versus Taporia should be next. That's what someone said. I was like, I actually would not be mad about that fight, right? I don't I know Isabel's that was like his first fight off the contender series, so like he probably won't go straight to Taporia. But his skill set looked fucking legit and he was a former champ or whatever he was. And the other brothers undefeated. One's at welterweight, which is Gabriel, and the one who knocked out McKinney is at lightweight. So they're they're riding those two premier uh division. Nah, the boys is fucking dangerous, man. Hey, watch out, man. The Bonfire brothers got it. Good history. They can good future. They keep doing what they're doing. And then we had light heavyweight featured prelim fight of the night. Shogun Rua getting knocked out by Ihor Pateria, Pateria. And then Pateria did his little, he did a little dance where uh, uh, he did this little like swordmanship dance and then put, put the sword in his sleeve. People were coming at him, but then he did explain after the fight that like he didn't, because uh, I guess after you do the sword, you're supposed to like put your, like stab your sword down hard, like put the, like killing the bull type thing. He didn't do that. And I guess in his country, that's a sign of respect if you don't do that. Oh, dang, they was looking at you like, Finish him. <laughs> and they were like, did he just fucking put the sword out on Shogun Rua in Brazil? That, yeah. that may have riled up the crowd right there, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that may have gotten the little the crowd getting a little hot. It wasn't ready for war. <laughs> it was for the Marino. But they don't throw shit at him, but they threw shit at Moreno. That shit was good But yeah. that was a that was a good fight. I saw the I saw like the tail end of that motherfucker. Yeah, that one was quick too. All these, like, literally, all these fights happened. It was only this whole card only took two hours. They said like two hours twenty minutes, which is a short card uh, time for like including the early prelims. That's crazy. Fifteen fights. Um, Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker got the first round TKO punch, but Looney Tune style. Paul Craig might be done. He said he only wanted a couple more fights in UFC and he wanted to make a title run. I would not be shocked if, like, we don't hear from him for a long time. He might just go straight back to BJJ shit. I don't know. Maybe become a coach. But I don't I don't really want to see I love Paul Craig uh, for a while. I'm kind of done with him, bro. He kind of looks like he is a legit thing of this, like, a one. You only got one thing in your bag. Nah, don't cap. And then, I mean, he did beat Jamal Hill, so I give him respect for that. But you only got. You can only do it one way. You gotta catch him slipping. But is this is the fight. Is this the um? This was the knockout that he had the single leg. He took it up and then he got caught on the chin and then just continued just dropping his ass. Yeah, he well he didn't. So he caught his ass and then when he got then he shot for the single leg because he got uh wobbled basically and then he held onto that fucking leg for dear life as Johnny Walker was just uh backhand. Oh, you know, hammer fisting away. Sending his, sending his, sending his, just taking out brain cells with every punch. Boom, 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 boom. Like, that shit looked painful. But that but, was right where Paul Craig wanted him to be. He was about to hit him with a single leg takedown. Hit him with that, what is it, some Ric Flair leg lock shit. I'm crying. Put that word in the Yeah. <laughs> that's how, that's the name of his game, though. It didn't look good. But Johnny Walker, though. I mean, he maybe we get. I mean, wouldn't it be bad to see him fight Jamal Hill again? 
that'd be kind of fun. Just let him bang it out. Everyone else is kind of hurt right now. Someone pointed out. So I, I was like, that could be the fight to make. I think Mad Max pointed out. I ain't gonna lie. I got, I got, um, I got a fight to make for that one. But you know, I'm gonna wait till we get, until we get there. You feel me? But what they say it would be, um, Johnny Walker versus who did they say for, um, uh, Anthony, uh, Anthony yeah. Johnson or John. I mean, yeah, this, once everybody gets back healthy, this division will be raw again. But at the moment, it's kind of really stre- – they're really stretching on this one. And then we had the women fighting. Jessica and Andre just beat the fucking breaks off Lauren Murphy. Like, it was bad. People were talking about UFC cornermen need to start throwing in the towels. Like, right, the cornerman is her husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because we were going crazy. We were, we were like, yeah, they probably had an argument before this. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> this is what you deserve. <laughs> This is what he deserves. <laughs> yeah, she goes, Look. Oh, That's how it looked. I mean, I would that shit was bad. Like I understand you think at any moment your fighter could win, but like at this moment in that fight, there was never a moment where Nolan Murphy was gonna win. Now I respect so the entire fight, right? I'm in this because comedian Romeac on the live stream talking about some, oh yeah, man, she got a chin, she got a chin, she got a chin. I'm like, I fucking hope, because, boy, she is taking some hits right now. Like, And, like, throughout the fight, I'm getting more and more respect for her. Like, okay, okay, she do got a chin, but damn, like, maybe she should have practiced. Instead of practicing the chin, like, maybe she should have practiced some head movement, how to get the fuck up out of there, because that shit was bad. Like, what was the significant strike total in that fight? <laughs> Andre set a woman's flyweight record. With oh 237 my God. or 231 significant strikes. <laughs> and she set another record for biggest strike differential between fighters in women's flyweight history with 131 significant strike differential. 131 is more punches thrown. 131 significant strikes landed difference is more than Figgy or Moreno threw. More, uh, more than what Glover landed, like that is, like that's insane to out punch somebody 131 times. But that's fucking crazy, and it must even more crazy is she got a takedown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the striking isn't even her first, her first love. Like what? But and like to have scorecards 30, 25, 30, 25, 30, 26, and a three round fight. That's just that's insane. Like this is one side. Of, like Andre has been on a fucking run in the flyweights right now. Like, like she she is destroying people going to the top again. Lauren Murphy just happened to be in the way because like Lauren Murphy we said has been getting old, and maybe finding Andre was not good for her health because she that this is one of those fights where I look at it like uh how Dan Hooker versus Dustin Poirier. Or Tony Ferguson versus Dustin Poirier. Like, Tony Ferguson and Dan Hooker were not the same fighters leaving that octagon because they took an ass whooping for five bad rounds. And Lauren Murphy looked like somebody who I don't know is going to be able to come back the same anymore. She took way too much damage at an old age. And she got killed on Twitter by uh, um, there's a McGregor um, fan account. They got killed her ass. They was like, and he didn't even say nothing disrespectful at first. He was just like, I didn't expect Lauren Murphy to say, to compare her fight to Yon, Joanna versus Zhang Wei Lee the first time. And then Joanna, and then, then Joanna came at his ass immediately. 
Man, you're a fucking fake ass Twitter account, blah, blah, blah. You shit. And this nigga kid with the smoothest. My bad. Joanna's actually good. Like, <laughs> my bad for the disrespect. My bad for the confusion. Joanna's actually yeah. good. Like, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's a 10 8 round. Another 10 8 round. Another round. <laughs> <laughs> he took four 10 8 rounds, bro. That's terrible. In a three round fight. Yeah. Oh, no. And, oh, bro, like, She's done. All right. I'm just like, trying to hang yeah, up. Yeah, she's in the same boat as Tony Ferguson right now. She is the female Tony Ferguson. Well, at least Tony, at least Tony Ferguson, like, niggas like Tony Ferguson. Like, we, we be hurt when we see Tony Ferguson getting the fucked up. Like, even against Nate Diaz, I was looking like, damn, not Tony, man. I remember, I remember when you were drunk on the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> Everyone loves Ferguson. Yeah, even when all they had the little beefs and shit come out, motherfucking Tony Ferguson was like, came out on some, yeah, I'm still here, niggas. Them niggas was beefing and shit, not me, though. But, damn, on to the next one, but, jeez, rest in peace, Lord Murphy, and, like, that corner sucks, like. It's a UFC stigma. No one throws in the towel. It's just, like, someone has to be the first. Someone has to be stand up and be like, all right, wait, where <laughs> my fire is hey, what if the nigga threw the towel in and the ref just throws it back? Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but we can't be. You gotta wait for the. We gotta wait for in between breaks to first to draw your fighters down. It's either you fight or you die. That was basically what Lowell Murphy was on that fight, right? But our next one was a quick one. Gilbert Burns. We said it. He was a minus five hundred favorite for. We said it wasn't big enough. Like he was, it was gonna get Neil Magny up out of there. Ten total strikes landed for Gilbert Burns is all he needed to finish uh, to get the arm triangle, locked it up, took it to the ground early, locked it up. But funny thing came out was his wife said that he's not allowed to bang this fight. So that's why he took it to the ground so early. And this is also Gilbert Burns' lowest total strikes thrown or landed in a fight ever with 10 and 12. So, like, he definitely stuck to the mission that his wife told him to do. Is, was there a reason for that, or did they just say after the Hamza Chumaya fight? <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, no more banging. <laughs> get get uh, submissions only or some shit." Right. I, I meant to say this on the um, recap. So you said, remember how we said um, Gilbert Burns is a two-time national BJJ champion out there in Brazil? Yeah, the ADCC. <laughs> I can't remember exactly, but his wife's either a four or a five-time champion. Oh and shit. She, she stopped to take care of the kids. I need to see these kids because those are going to be the next great ones. Those motherfuckers are going to be killers. Those, I need to see this this Burns clan because those they you're telling me that's his perfect lineage bloodline, and you're going to be coached ever since because the kids be rolling since they're like two. Uh, fucking Habib said that his son is like uh, only three years old and is already training with like uh, his own trainers and stuff. Motherfucking yeah, them niggas want think about niggas like Lomachenko. Like he started yeah. so young. He started so Lomachenko started so young that he could leave the sport for two years to do Russian dancing and come back. And still be on top of the game. Still be one of the greatest amateur boxers ever. And Gilbert Burns, uh Neil Magny, shout out to him. I will say one thing about Neil Magny is he doesn't shy away from a fight. I've never All seen that. Neil Magny not take a fight. Yeah, and the way he just did. Gilbert Burns for sure, definitely next. Yeah, 
it was just a respectful fight. I fuck with both of them. And then Gilbert Burns, I fuck with um the relationship with um Gilbert Burns and the cut man. <laughs> That's one of my favorite They be fading huh, on the sidelines. Every event, even whenever Burns ain't fighting, his ass finds the cut man. Whack his ass. <laughs> but that was a good fight, man. I fuck with Gilbert. How do you Burns, feel about man. the Kobe Covington call out? Bruh. I think not only does that a good call out, I think he should go on. Um, they should actually do that as the tough fight, the tough season. That's what they were saying. That's what I think Gilbert also, because he posted on uh, Twitter a picture of like a, a you know, on the pre made thing, tough 30, and it's Burns and uh, Colby. Mm-hmm. Now, it's fine. And then um, you seen Bilal Muhammad as motherfucker. He got the. Um... <laughs> Did the did the uh, put his uh, crop to stupid ass on there and they gotta edit it to fix it. Oh, like you think it's stupid, but um, that would actually that's the one I'm waiting on because after that, Gilbert Burns shows like okay, I'm the real number one contender in this fucking in this fucking division. Like, um, I don't miss weight. Mm. Like Jemayev, like he's a big motherfucker. I don't know how long he can really be welterweight and how committed he is to be welterweight. I don't know why they keep rapping like. He- you know, stay well to it. Like he's gone. Like he is gone. If he he's fights one more fight, massive, right? He stacks up next to like Francis. Nah, dead ass. If he fights one more fight, it's possible. But the only reason why he can make welterweight is because he lives in the fucking gym. Like he does. They say he be doing five a days. And he's so, a wrestler. Like, so like he can get he can get that weight down. Like that's why when he said like it's just eight pounds. Like the fuck. Like he's not like no disrespect, but he's not like how Charles Oliveira. Like once he's drained. There was nothing left, and then like a point one is a problem. Nah, Cosmo can get that shit off. He understands. He's probably had to cut like twenty pounds in eighteen hours before the way he moves. You know, he yeah, I can see him, but I don't know how long he's gonna be committed to wanting to. If he really wants to be double champ, I think it's a possibility. But also, you can't miss weight and still want a title shot because it kind of you know we've seen some last year. We saw some shaky shit, some shaky shit go down with fucking people making weight. So. I think Gilbert Burns, if he beats Kobe, I, I like him to get the winner of uh, the winner of Leon versus Usman. At least that's my pick for it. But I could see a world where they're like, Kobe's not going to fight right now. You versus Belial. I love that fight too. Get them two yeah. versus each other. And that'd be a good fight. And they got they got a little bit of smoke, a little bit of tech, so they could get that out their system. I like it. Then our next fight, the quadrilogy. Kev, you're right. This is not a real word. They made it up. The real term is tetralogy. A tetralogy. Uh, I'm fucking crying. I do it. I'm supposed to say I've never heard this word before. Like, there's so many things that's happened four times. I've never heard this word before. So, Brandon Moreno wins. TKO, Dr. Stoppage, third round. The knuckle. It was a punch. I will say that's my stance on it. It was definitely a punch. It just happened to be a knuckle and that. And it swallowed his shit shut. Like, it. Uh, sad way for the fight to go out that way, but I have Moreno winning that. It looked like Moreno was winning. I mean, even on the stat sheet, like 85 total strikes to Figgy's 24, six minutes and a, six and a half minutes of control time to Figgy's 35. Figgy did have a couple, like a close guillotine at one point, but uh, Moreno did, like, I'm fine the whole time. Like, there was at no point, I felt like Moreno was up, I would be modest and say 2 1. Yeah. So, uh, it's sad that the the uh, the fight is gonna end this way because Figgy is talking about moving up to one thirty five. It is hell of his body to make the weight. 
Moreno's already small for the weight class, so I don't see him moving up anytime soon. So we'll probably see Moreno Pantoja three. Pantoja's beat him twice already. And uh maybe Brandon Roy Vall. There's some other names in the division. Kai Car France has to get right again, but I think I, I just wish I, I just wish it went better than this. And I wish the crowd didn't like the the doctor stop and stole the show, but then the crowd stole the show again by throwing shit into it. So it almost felt like this fight almost didn't happen because we didn't really have the end to it of them in the in this uh, octagon together, an arm being raised, the belt being put across somebody, and then them showing their mutual respect. It was just kind of like, oof, it just happened so quick. Next fight's happening. It was the fact that like the security had to like cover his ass, like because you don't know what the fuck they were doing. Like niggas, you motherfuckers could have snuck in with a prick and tried to debo your ass, Craig. Yeah, you could have did you like the build mafia? Oh shit. Throw some of them um, buildos on. <laughs> but no, nah, that was a good. I mean, it was good while it lasted. I, I really, I'm glad I picked Moreno because I really, I really just fucked with his whole, um, his whole like demeanor during throughout this entire thing. He goes trying to rile him up at a certain point. He was just like, "I'll see you in the ring. I'll see you in the octagon." Once that gate, once they lock that gate, you can't go nowhere. So that was powerful, and he fucked him up a little piece. Like, I will give it to um, Biggie. He did get the takedown, but Miranda got three takedowns. <laughs> yeah, and control time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, shout out Moreno, man. The by Mexico, because you guys got a Mexican champ, man. I wish there was like more energy with it, man. <laughs> UFC, I'm telling you, like I'm waiting for UFC Mexico. It's gonna, they needed a champ. I can see uh, him being the like a main event. I, I don't know who's another Mexican fighter that could possibly. The 18 year old dude. I don't know if he'd be a pay per view co main event, though. That's a kind of a hard one. Oh, or not. He's going to be the starter. He's going to start it off. I know Tracy Cortez, maybe Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega's return fight at co main event. Versus Max Holloway. Book it right there. Mm, that'd be hard. Oh, I love oh, no, I like that. I like that. I'm going to fill out some other names. There's plenty of Mexican people on the roster. I just couldn't think of, like, title contenders up there. Have they fought before T-City? Uh... Yeah, and Max Holloway beat the brakes off him. But it, it, that was one of the – Yeah, it was a five-round masterpiece. It was, like, 50-45s all around. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe maybe we'll, maybe we'll put, um, put T-City as the third fight. Yeah. <laughs> And then Max co management. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's always how the cookie crumbles. And uh, our main event here, crowning of the new champion at light heavyweight, Jamal Hill, 50-44s across the board, takes care of the vet, soon-to-be legend, and maybe all-time great Glover Texera. But Glover probably has the craziest chin I've ever seen in my life. They said of Lauren Hill and Glover Texera and make a baby. That they would be able to survive the motherfucking world, the world, the world, ending like some cockroaches or something. Yeah, like that. That chin is spectacular. Like if like, Vincent Luque needs to go to train with him, just be like, "How did you get your chin this way?" Because I need mine back. I need my stop it. No, you Motherfucking this. First off, shout out Jamal Hill, man. I'm so glad. I mean. He won my um, he won my um, award for Hood Nigga of the Year last year, and I'm not gonna lie, I created that 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 award just so I could give him something because I fuck with bro. 
But I didn't expect him to put on a master class like he did. The way he looked so nice. He, we knew he had heavy hands, and we knew that Glover, I thought Glover wouldn't want to punch with him too much. But we screamed Tiago Santos sticking down six times. What the fuck do you think Glover Teixeira is going to do? Glover's got to take these stuff almost. How many stuff down, takedowns did he stuff? He stuffed 15 of them boys. Two for 17 on takedowns. That's fucking crazy. He really did that. And he put on a master class with the punches. His his, his highest total before this was like 105. Brett got 248. And didn't gas out. There was like he, uh, someone pointed out he slowed down in the fourth and he was throwing more just like body kicks and uh, slowing down his total uh, amount of punches thrown be able to show he wouldn't gas out for the uh the fifth round and like the the amount of composure it takes for such a young fighter who he, at any point i feel like he could have just started swinging haymakers because you know there's immaturity and shit like that like oh like i got you or oh, i'm gonna take you oh now you're on the ground let me follow you and you know and like look he didn't do none of that he kept to the game plan used the jab from the outside which was it looks soft because it's only a jab, but like Jamal Hill power is just insane. Where that jab is harder than some people's right crosses, and it has had Glover cut up bad. I thought maybe the fight maybe get stopped because how bad the cut was. Hill and then just the, the amount of composure to be able to do that for five rounds against somebody like you know veteranship, like craftsmanship, like that's what Glover's all about to make it dirty, to make it to make it turn to hort towards his way. And none of that happened against him. And I, my my respect and the stock of Jamal Hill after this fight just shot through the roof. Like for me, I didn't think, I thought he might just be a one. Maybe he'll win it, and of course he'll lose the defense. Now I'm sitting here like I don't know. Like I don't. He if he could stop Glover's takedowns, I don't. He he's really a problem. Yes, and that's the biggest thing. With I felt like Glover was probably one of the better was, if not the best, one of the better wrestlers in all this division. So. He really was. He really just has so much time to mature. Like, cause from his last fight to this fight, he just improved so much. And like the mat, and this is a fight he took on short notice. Like he already knew the game plan, and they trained the ass off. He stayed diligent. He looks like he's always continuing to like continue to challenge his brain to be smarter. Like the sky's the limit for him. As long as he continues to improve and develop, oh man! And remember, he still has that BJJ in his back pocket. He he really do. I disrespected it, and I, I like he showed that he knows how to stuff the takedown. He knows how to get the fuck up off the floor. And there was one where Glover had the position, and he reversed Glover, ended up on Glover's back to end of the, the roll. That I, and he took it back door. That's so classic to get out of the back door on a motherfucker. I don't, you don't really see that in UFC too much because like you don't want to give up your neck for anything, but like to just sneak out the back door and to get the reversal on Glover, and then he. With no takedowns, he tied on Glover in control time. Yeah, for three twenty six. And the fact that because he's known for this head hunting, this the the, bo- the amount of body kicks he threw, like the, that was just astounding me. Every time he throw another body kick or a head kick, and they're landing, like and he's throwing them effortlessly, not winding up, like just almost like just throwing a jab. I was and and they're connecting. I was like. He he is evolving right before my eyes. This is not the Jamal Hill with yesteryear. And his his reaction to winning was so genuine. Like that was so far. That was just a great that was a surreal moment. And I think that's what makes this card the best card. Like this is this is a card that we gotta keep talking about because this is probably gonna be one of the best cards of the year. Like 
He's at least top four. We can't we can't not keep talking about it because it happens early, or I mean, it happens a lot where the early cards of the year get forgotten because how much great shit happens throughout the rest of the year when it comes to award time. So we mm-hmm. got. I think we won't forget though Jamal Hill because the the moment he started crying. He's with the belt, like it was like almost like a video game type shit, like the opening cutscene to a video game for UFC. I was like, that shit's that. That was an all time moment for me just watching my short two years time. Like that was one of the one things I will never forget is Jamal Hill winning. Was, it was so genuine, and I remember watching the the countdown and watching the embedded series. Like, wow, this dude is low key like a family man. He has like. A, a a good amount of children. And <laughs> a good amount. A good amount. And he just like is a family man. He takes care of him. Like, I'm fuck with Jamal. He won me over. But now the real question is who does he fight next? Because you've seen, I know you've seen Alex Payetta looking at his ass when they were on walking the ring. Like, imagine, imagine Payetta being Izzy and then going up to 205 and taking the belt. That's very real. And like they're avenge his mentor. And even if he lost, he could still go up to two hundred five and challenge the belt. Yeah, just be like, I can't use that as an excuse. I can't keep making this weight; it's straining me. And then just go up to two hundred five and almost be immediately. That that'll be the fight to book if Glover and I go if he's still champ, right? If Jamal Hill's still champ. Because I don't know if I want to see Robert on Payetta versus Robert Whitaker as much as I want to see on. Payetta versus Jamal Hill, especially since everybody's hurt. And uh, I don't. The Yon will be back in relative. I don't know how long Hill's gonna wait. So if he waits like three to four months, which is very real, because he just won the belt, there's no reason to take a turnaround fight real quick. He will be the possibly will be Yon, and possibly be Megalomed. Those are the two names I think will be. But uh. They ended in a draw, so like, who who gets the right to go? Like, is it Megalomed because everyone thought he won? But in the book says it's a draw, and Jan is a former champ. We'll see, man. Because everyone sells, puts more asses, but he beats the fuck out of Jan. I think Ankalaya, that's where they might um, be able to figure. They have to figure out a game plan. But I think he beats the fuck out of Jan, especially after stuffing all the Glover's takedowns. There's no way he's going for that. Yeah, I think Hill versus Ankalaya would be a fun matchup. Hell that yeah. would be the one I would take over. If it's not the Pierre fight, I hope it's that fight. Yeah. And then, yeah, I respect that. And then uh, this would be the wild one I said. Like, what if John Jones goes up, becomes champ there, and it cuts weight, and it goes to <laughs> double champ status? No, nah, that would be fucking scary. And I would be sure, because first off, this thing is old now. Like, we've been talking about, we've been talking about John Jones being the GOAT forever. Like, I feel He's like, not old though, because he won champion at twenty one. So that's why he was uh like he I think he's only like thirty two. That's crazy. Thirty three maybe. Like he's not too old. Like the fact that he won championship at twenty one is that like he was champ for like eight years or so and that he has been out of the game for what, four or five? And he just he's just doing some GSP type shit. That's scary. Let me see his age, because now I'm kinda John Jones is Oh, he's 35 years old. Yeah, so the number his window is definitely closing. That'd be crazy. So yeah, he needs to he needs to come in here. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in the John Jones card. But anything else from UFC 283, man? UFC Brazil. Brazil, I mean, get a better crowd, but it was lit. 
the fights were lit. I mean, it was a hell of a lot of knockouts, a lot of first round knockouts. I felt like, um, and then uh, Paul, I think Paul Walker, uh, Paul Walker, Paul Craig. I can't keep rooting for you, my guy. Gilbert Burns, that's my guy though. Go uh, Jamal Hill, Moreno. This is my new. This is my new guys. Hey, and Gilbert, we appreciate you for your career, man. But Shout the question, the question I forgot to ask is. You seen you seen how much punishment Glover took in those last two fights. I seen on Twitter like how hard did Anthony Glover Johnson hit for a month to a motherfucker knock Glover out in thirteen seconds? R.I.P. Anthony Rumble Johnson, but his ass was built like a fucking freight train. He's a monster, but yeah, shout out, shout out, motherfucking Glover, shout out for the amazing career, amazing fights, never giving up, man. And shout out anybody that's watching this. Shout out anybody that tuned into the live stream. Shout out anybody that stayed up on Twitter, hopped on a Twitter spaces. Motherfucker was up to 4 a.m. in the Twitter space just talking Twitter. MMA, I was like, that's crazy. Saturday was, oh, shit. Saturday was a great day, man. But this has been a Totally Blitz podcast, man. Paul, you got anything else for him, man? No, I catch this out. We'll be back for uh, what's UFC's next card? Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis fight next week, I believe. And at one in the morning. <laughs> For real, it's one in the morning. Yeah, and the the prelims start at ten p.m. Gee, yeah, Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. Yeah, damn, this is a late ass card. I don't know. I don't know. There's something going on in boxing. There's there's some football. I don't know what's going on, but these motherfuckers are not trying to fight. And they in Vegas. That's what fucked me up. I'm like, yo, this is a fight night. I thought. I'm thinking. At first, I thought they were like. On another on the side of the country, like they might have UFC Japan or something. I don't know why they said Derek Lewis, but all right. Nah. So I'll see y'all at one o'clock in the morning for the main card on Saturday. I might not make that live stream. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, man. This has been the Totally Blitz Podcast, man. I'm your boy Kevin Water Boys Boy, aka the Street Fighter enthusiast. You motherfuckers, I'm over here raising, waving my Mexican flag because Viva Mexico, Mexico. I'm in this bitch with Paul, Paul with um, Paul Conte, the drunk gambler, the real, the real Mexican man, and the real Mexican with real Mexican with Mexican blood in his um in his in yes, his. Sir. And this has been a totally good podcast. Anybody that shout out came out came out to support. We fuck with you. Hashtag MMA Twitter. We fuck with you, man. And I want you to know that you, 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 and you, and Lauren Murphy's left titty is a bitch. Let him in, passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools, you can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes, this ain't nothing new. And it's season maxing, all I'm saying is true. You better stop your capping, lacking, we leave your ass all in the passing.